that the dollar no longer functions as a gold derivative at all and people have to return to silver as money. Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And first of all, I wanted to wish a happy new year to all of us in 2024. I do believe this will be the year of the Endgame. Could I be wrong? Of course, I can be wrong, but I can't see us coming out of the year 2024 without gold returning as money and silver, even silver returning as money. And I wanted to discuss that for a minute. To wrap up 2023, there are two questions that I get quite often, and one of them I've just recently decided what the answer is, and the other one I've known for a while. So one question is, what is really on the bottom of the pyramid, the inverted pyramid that we all know so well, extras pyramid? Is it really gold or is silver below gold in the pyramid? And my definitive answer now is that yes, silver is below gold in the pyramid. And to show you why I will refer you to my Substack, which you can subscribe to for free. I will be moving the Endgame Investor there starting in January, uh, writing three times a week, but you can subscribe there for free now. And I wrote an article about silver and the myth of silver demonetization there. As you can see here, endgameinvestor.substack.com, I got in the middle here, the myth of silver demonetization. These are my other pieces, the myth of going off the gold standard. And you got here a gorilla, a fire-breathing gorilla with a CBDC armor plate on it. Uh, it's all pretty interesting stuff. And there's a guy farting a coronavirus from my 2020 year in review written several years ago as a piece of humor that I decided to share. And you can read all this monetary philosophical stuff for free at endgameinvestor.substack.com where I will be moving to in a few days for 2024. Okay, the myth of silver demonetization. The point of this article is to explain that the first step in destroying or monopolizing a monetary system by a government is not to confiscate gold, but to demonetize silver. The dollar originally was a derivative of both gold and silver. It was a bimetallic standard, and there are problems with that because then you have to establish a fixed ratio between gold and silver, which never holds 100% because supply and demand are always changing. But what was that monetary ratio? That was 15 to 1. And once the dollar changed from a silver and gold dollar to a specifically gold dollar, that means all of the purchasing power that existed in silver then moved all to gold. And this happened in 1873. It was an essentially a wealth transfer, as we see all the time with bailouts in the Federal Reserve. But the move to a gold standard from a bimetallic standard was itself a wealth transfer to the wealthy because the middle class owned silver and the rich owned gold. And by making the dollar only deliverable and convertible into gold and not silver, the purchasing power of silver collapsed into merchandise and all the monetary purchasing power went into gold. And once you have that, then it's much easier to confiscate gold because you can't confiscate all the silver in an economy. It is impossible because silver is everywhere, but it's much easier to confiscate gold and control the monetary system that way. So as much as we like to talk about a gold standard and we want to go back to a gold standard, what we really want to do is go back to a silver standard and a gold standard, two separate monies that compete on the free market. And that is how a monetary system should be structured. The other question is related to this. I get this all the time. When do we know the end game is here? 
And there are going to be a lot of different signals like, you know, panic in the streets and people eating each other, but probably not the last one, but hopefully not the last one. But what we will see is a 15 to 1 ratio of silver to gold, which itself proves that silver is still money and the demonetization of silver is just a myth. How do we know that? Because in times of monetary panic, the ratio always goes back to 15 to 1. It's happened three times. In 1919, after the World War I inflation. In 1968, at the fall of the London Gold Pool. And in 1980, during the dollar panic of 1980, which almost killed the dollar entirely. At each of these panic points, silver to gold, gold to silver actually goes to 15 to 1. And we're going to see that again. And that means that the dollar no longer functions as a gold derivative at all, and people have to return to silver as money. It is going to happen. It is going to be the ultimate signal that the end game is here, and that is when you have to use your silver to buy stuff because the economy is starving for money, and without money, there can be no division of labor. That is essentially what this article is about on Substack, and I encourage you to read it all for your silver education for 2024. Anyway, on to this week's silver report. I wanted to start with this chart from Fred, uh, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, which charts all the data and stuff that we know about. Uh, we are headed into the year-end turn into 2024, and when there is a year-end turn, there is always some rumblings in the monetary plumbing. This, once again, is the reverse repos. Uh, we are down to, I think, $829 billion. Uh, we're up from 680, a low of $683 billion last week. Why are we up? Because during year-end turns, reverse repos tend to spike higher as banks settle their books for the year. It happened here in 2022. Uh, I, I put this box here, and we were up $326 billion in the last week of the year from here to this peak over here. And then in the first week of January, we fell $412 billion. It happened in 2023 also in December to December 2022 to January 2023. We rose $504 billion to an all-time high in the reverse repos, over half a trillion dollars, and then we fell $542 two weeks later. The same thing is happening now on a much smaller scale in terms of how much money is flowing into the reverse repos, and we're going to see the effect of that in a second on other plumbing markets. Uh, we're up, uh, I think now it's like $150 billion because this is from yesterday, this is from December 27th, and the chart just updated to December 28th, but basically the same thing, let's say $150 billion. Uh, We're going to go up again tomorrow into the year-end turn, and in January, these reverse repos, this number is going to collapse. To what number? I don't know exactly. Maybe half a trillion, uh, 500 billion. We're at 800 and what did I say? 830 billion, something like that. We're going to collapse probably to somewhere in the high 500 billions, maybe even lower. That's what typically happens. And uh, from there, the rest of the monetary spare tank is going to run out in January, February, somewhere around there, it seems. And if all this liquidity is pouring into the reverse repos again. Now, where is it coming from? Well, I can answer that question pretty simply. This is the opposite of the reverse repos. This is the repo market, the secured overnight financing market where banks lend to other banks at the repo rate. And we can see here in this table, and I'll show you the chart in a second, December 21st, 5.31%, December 22nd, 5.32%, December 26th, 5.35%, December 27th, 5.39. So the, the repo rate has spiked eight basis points since December 21st. This always happens going into the year end turn and volume is also jumping up again, $1.722 trillion. If we go to this chart, 
we see here this is the this is the repo rate it spiked up on november 30th at the month end here showing some stress and it's spiking up again here at the year end turn it's going to spike again tomorrow why is this happening because money is being taken out of the repo market and being put into the reverse repo facility. Those dollars that were in the repo market a few days ago are no longer there because they're being pulled into reverse repo, probably for regulatory reasons. And this is causing a spike in overnight interest rate. This is basically what happened in the repocalypse, just at a smaller scale, but we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Uh, as the maximum amount of money that can be put in the reverse repos are going to be stashed there for regulatory reasons. And this market is going to be a little bit starved for cash and the, and the repo rate, the SOFR rate is going to spike. And that is going to mess up the basis trades that were made that are continually made uh, on the two-year treasury note. This was in last year, last week's silver report. The basis trade is basically when hedge funds buy cash bonds and sell futures. So they buy the cash and they sell the futures. The futures here I see is March 2024. And they buy the December 23 spot or cash uh, in the, the market. And they net the profit, the difference between the March 2024 and the December 2023. And that is supposed to be a positive difference. But we can see here that the settlement prices, right? Uh, settlement for the cash bonds for two-year cash bonds are now 102.315 and the settlement for the futures is 102.312. So you can't sell the futures and buy the cash in profit. You'll lose money now because the cash is higher than the futures, which destroys the basis trade. And this, of course, is the trade that is being uh, executed about $800 billion a day through the repo market. So you have the repo market interest rates rising, which means it costs more for these hedge funds to do this trade because the interest rates to borrow that money go higher and it's not profitable anyway. And you can see here, if we go back to Thursday, December 21st, uh, you can see here that the basis is positive, meaning the futures is more expensive than the cash. We see here the futures on December 21st, 102.282, and the December 2023 cash bonds, 102.232. So you could profit about half a cent uh, on a basis trade. Multiply it by a whole bunch of leverage and you get a few billion dollars. And at an average of two and a quarter percent interest over a period of 1,000 years, that comes to... $4.3 billion. But that isn't happening anymore. And what's going to happen to these hedge funds if this basis stays negative, if the difference between the futures and the cash stays negative, uh, they're going to be in trouble and they're going to have to wind down their short positions, meaning they're going to have to buy back their short futures. And that's going to cause a rise in the bond prices and a fall in two-year, 10-year, whatever their short interest rates as the short term in the SOFR market rises. This all sounds pretty complicated. It just means the hedge funds are in trouble, the ones that are doing this trade about $800 billion a day. But let's continue with some warm, nice patterns in the gold and silver stock market. I'm going to show you the same triangle in different gold stock indexes or indices. I don't know exactly how you pluralize that these days. Uh, so this triangle, this triangle in gold stocks goes back all the way to 2011. And we are coming to an apex point uh, pretty soon. We could be there any month now. Uh, and you see here that the low, uh, the, the lower trend line, it's not perfect. We went a little bit below it during the 2020 panic, but it's pretty good. This is the XAU. This is one of the oldest, uh, one of the older 
gold stock indexes out there. And we see here we are coming at an apex right now just above the 200-week moving average. But this is not the only major triangle in the gold stock market uh, and silver stock market. So we have the triangles continue here. And the Huey gold stock index, this may, more people would be familiar with. It's the same triangle. It's even better, actually, because it doesn't seem to be broken at all since 2011. Right? The upper trend line here is established in uh, 2020, in August 2020, when uh, just after the lockdowns caused the gold and silver market to spike. We broke through very, very briefly during uh, the 2022. I think that was the invasion of Ukraine or something, um, maybe a little bit afterwards. Here is silver squeeze up here. Uh, and the lower trend line was touched in 2018, 2019, the panic of 2020, and the low in 2022. And uh, we're, we're, we look pretty close to breaking out here. And this breakout is going to be pretty big because this triangle is pretty enormous. And I'll just quickly show you the last one here. This is in the GDX, the GDX ETF. It's not as perfect, uh, but it's pretty much the same thing. We're headed for uh, a resolution of this triangle. And that brings us to our sponsor for this week's Silver Report, which is FSM, Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM, which is not in a triangle, unlike its gold and silver peers, which shows you that once these triangles in those major indexes, right, in the GDX, in HUI, in the XAU, once they resolve higher, and they will, uh, what happens to Fortuna? Well, we've seen when there is a, a burst in gold and silver stocks, as there was in at the end of the gold stock bear market, of the gold bear market in 2015, uh, the FSM just it, it quintupled, and here it it almost went up about ten times from bottom to top here. So we can expect something similar if those triangles break out, which I think they will. FSM itself is not in a triangle because it is a different animal. Uh, its stock movements are pretty different, as you can see here. Uh, but if you want some good exposure to the gold and silver price through miners, then. Uh, do your own due diligence and take a look at Fortuna Silver Mines. I wanted to close this week's Silver Report and the last Silver Report of 2023 uh, with an assurance that the end game is coming. It's probably not going to be as bad as your worst nightmare, but it's going to be pretty rough. I do believe it's coming this year. That's just my own personal thoughts. You can have different calculations. And I am a true believer in this sense that after it does happen and silver returns to be money, even if for a brief period, which will mean that the monetary system has collapsed, I don't think I'll be doing this anymore because we will be in a new world. So I am a true believer in that sense. And in order to get through this period until it actually happens, there has to be a switch in our heads from dread of the endgame to acceptance and actually rooting for it, not for any of the negative consequences of it, but to get this over with and to get humanity back in balance again, because we are way out of line as a species on this planet for many different reasons. We can see society collapsing everywhere in the West, in the South, in the North, over here, pretty much all over the world. Things are intolerable. But you know what fixes it? Silver fixes it. And a true balanced money will bring humanity back into true balance with our planet. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2024. Happy Endgame if it occurs this year, which I think it will. Stay calm, keep stacking, and keep your sanity together. I'm talking to myself here, and you can listen.